You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's time for JT The Brick. Did I miss anything? If these guys on this team aren't as pissed off as I am by the coverage of the national media, the amount of disrespect I see this team getting, these guys should be angry and pissed off at the way they're being treated and looked at. Most people don't think that the Raiders are going to compete and do anything. They all think we suck. Always negative on the Raiders nationally. As the pundits are saying, we're a four-win team, we're a five-win team, But I am specifically calling out some of the loud voices in the Raider Nation. JT the Brick. It's Raider bias. It's the whole reason I'm on the radio is to just try to control the narrative a little bit better. Now I got your attention. On good days, we need to be great. Put that in a promo in three, two, and one. On good days, we need to be great around here. Do we all agree? And now, the Pied Piper of Raider Nation Radio. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT, on a beautiful Friday. Oh my God, it is gorgeous outside. U2 is opening up the sphere. F1 pavement going down. Everybody's rolling into town. It's not even a Raider home weekend, but it just feels big here in Las Vegas. And we got a big show lined up, as always. We're brought to you by Golden Entertainment. You know, they own the Strat and they own every PTs, and they have a great promotion. You can get a jersey, a game day jersey at any PTs. Just head out to your favorite local PTs. They're on every corner, every nook and cranny in this city. You can find a PTs and an opportunity to get involved with all the promotions they have there and be a part of what we're doing. PTs, get your PTs jersey because it's raiding the pubs. The prize pack is here. We thank PTs for fueling the monologue. Let me tell you what we got. It could be a good phone day if you make it. Yesterday was kind of quiet around here, just a little bit weird. Like if I'm a doctor in the Raider Nation, if I'm like the doctor, a lot of people yesterday had the flu. A lot of people, I think, should get checked for COVID and double-check. And I'm not making light of that. COVID is back. But we don't have to get into that. We're a sports talk show. But yesterday, kind of everybody kind of walking around town, just, uh, well, who the Raiders playing? What time's the game? Who's the opponent? Just feeling very bizarre. And I'm very concerned for the Raider Nation because the Raider Nation needs a jolt that I can provide. And I'm going to try to do this in the first 20 minutes of the show. And no matter what happens, I got a bucket of Modelo on ice. I'm going to Grimaldi's in Boca Park after the show to see a friend. I'm going to have an unbelievable weekend in front of me with my wife. And my misery index is at a zero. I am not miserable. I am not down. I am not negative. I am quite the opposite. As I often say, Raider Nation Unite, this would be a good time to pretend you're all in. And I'll tell you why here in the monologue as we open it up. What's happening now with the Raiders and Chandler Jones is very, very concerning to me. I believe in once a Raider, always a Raider. I never played for the team, but I've been around the team. This is my 25th year, and no one in any form of media has seen how special it is to see the Raiders behind the scenes. That's my big perk, traveling with the team, team flight, alumni events, corporate events, and I get a chance to see once a Raider, always a Raider, and how much love the organization has for every player who's played. You could have played half a season for the Raiders, or you could be Fred Bolitnikoff with a gold jacket on the sideline. You get treated at a high level from this organization. 
And it's really sad what's going on with Chandler Jones. It clearly is a personal issue. Uh, A lot of people are concerned for Chandler, and rightfully so. His behavior and what's been going on is very unique. It's like something that I haven't seen exactly before, but I had a front row seat for Antonio Brown in Napa. I had a front row seat on the sideline traveling on the plane with Antonio Brown, so I have more expertise on a player going sideways than anyone you'll listen to on the radio. And at the time, I said the same thing. Great player. Antonio Brown was brilliant. He was one of the greatest players ever to play in the league through six years. He was the only player, now Devontae's come along, that could put up numbers similar to Rice and Moss and all the great players. He comes to the Raiders for the right reasons. You know, he was kind of imploding in Pittsburgh, but they thought he could come here and be dominant, and then mentally he broke down. Something was happening, and we've seen what happened to Antonio since then. We've seen what's happened to him, and it's very sad. His career's over. His Hall of Fame pursuit is gone. All his money's gone, and clearly he has mental issues that cannot be reined in. I don't know that's happening with Chandler Jones. I do not know what's happening with him personally. But when TMZ puts out a statement that today when I saw Chandler Jones is receiving care that he needs, Chandler Jones was taken into custody, and and then the Raiders put out a statement a little while ago, it hurts. It really hurts. I didn't get a chance to know Chandler well. I met him a few times at some events. Very kind guy. I was really hoping that he'd have a monster year and he'd have a bounce-back year because he didn't play well last year, but that was because you know he's getting older. It took him a while to adjust. His body didn't adjust till midway through the season. And then he played at a very high level. He's in the NFL at the highest level in all professional sports, and he played well. He had a signature moment with this franchise, an interception against the Patriots, an interception from Jacoby on a ball thrown backwards that ended a game. It was one of the greatest moments I've ever seen in a football game. And I've been at 20 Super Bowls, Super Bowls, and other big events. The stadium was rocking to the point it felt like it was going to fall down. We remember that with Chandler Jones. So whatever happened to Chandler Jones, it's very unfortunate. The Raiders put out a statement, quote, the Raiders are hopeful that Chandler Jones receives the care that he needs. He, his family, and all of those involved are in our thoughts And this is now a legal matter. We will not be providing further comment. This shows the gravity of how serious this issue is for a man's life. Not his football career, his life. So for everybody who wants to send up prayer emojis, do whatever you want to do, I think everybody should be thinking of Chandler Jones and wishing him well. That is the right thing to do, especially if you're a Raider fan. You you want to hope that this guy uh, lives his life safely, and can get his life back in order. It has nothing to do with football at this point. Now it has to do with what's going on. I'm not here to say it's mental health, physical health. I don't know what's going on. The Raiders have been really buttoned up on this issue, rightfully so. And and this is now a matter that everybody is deeply, deeply concerned about. So am I. And I just hope that his life gets back on track. He's a good man. He's going through a really tough time. We have members of our family, everyone we know in our lives who are listening to me. This happens all the time. Someone goes astray, something happens mentally, physically, and you just pray that they don't have worse problems down the road. So let's let's all be behind Chandler Jones today. Let's all do the right thing and get behind him and don't feed in to the gossip and rumors on a man's life.
Don't ever do that. I don't care if it's Chandler Jones or anyone that you've never met because that's the interesting part about football and celebrity and whoever. You've never met these people. You don't know them. They've never shook your hand. You've never had a conversation. Just a few people, fans and media, know what that means to know a person. So pray for the person. Hope for the best as we open up the show. I'm very concerned for him. I've been concerned for him for the last couple of weeks. And if you've been listening to me on the show, I've been saying it every day. And uh, waking to this news today was troublesome. So let's hope that Chandler gets to where he needs to be sooner than later. And the Raiders can help with that path or whoever can help him can help him. Okay, let's get into football. This game to me is magnified more than I want it to be. I don't want this game to be a make-or-break game. That's not who I am. I do that when we're in an elimination game in week 15 or 16, and, hey, man, we got to win the next three, go into Cleveland in the snow. we got to win the next three to get in, and then I magnify everything. It's make or break. I don't want to do that today because I don't believe we need to, but part of me says we bleep and need to. Something has to give in this game in Los Angeles for this organization, these coaches, and these players. Something needs to flip. I don't know what it is. I can't predict it. I don't gamble. I don't care about them covering and losing. All I want them to do is win the game. Something has to happen immediately. Now, today the coach spoke about Jimmy Garoppolo, who Jimmy Garoppolo is at practice I don't know if you think this is encouraging or not. I'm hoping Jimmy plays in the game. Here's what Josh McDaniel said. Still in the protocol. Uh, He'll be out there again today, kind of working through that. Again, we're at the mercy of the testing and all the rest of it, so he'll go through the normal set of tests and try to – we'll see if he clears. Okay, so we'll see if he clears. Okay. I I wanted to hear he's cleared. I wanted to hear because yesterday I interviewed him. You'll hear that at 105. I wanted him to say, oh, he's good to go. He's ready to go. He's going to clear. That wasn't the tone I got today. I didn't get that tone at all that Jimmy G's closer to playing. But he's out at practice. He participates. So he's ready to go. I made this point clear all week on this broadcast. If there's a chance he can go, he better go. This is a big moment for Jimmy G. If he can't go, you won't hear a peep out of me on the pregame show. It's all Aiden O'Connell or Hoyer, whoever they tell me he's going to play, and we'll go big. But if Jimmy G can go, I don't need to hear about practice. I don't need to hear about how many throws he had. I just want to hear he's on the plane. He's in L.A. He's at SoFi. He's warming up because this is a monumental opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo as a Raider. I'm pro Jimmy G. He's a really good quarterback. That's fact, not fiction. His numbers prove it. He's played at a high level. We know what Jimmy can do when he's playing well. He's not playing well now. He's got some added turnovers. He played two really good fronts back-to-back. Played the Steelers and Mike Tomlin's front and the Buffalo Bills after a win. So he hasn't played well because the opponent is superior than the Raiders up front. We all know that. So Jimmy's got to elevate his game. So let's hope today... And I'm still going to do the show. It's the last show of the week. Luckily, I get to host the pregame. I'm going to assume he's going to play. I'm going to assume. Why the hell wouldn't I? I got a radio show and I'm a fan. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm going to assume he's going to go until they tell me he doesn't go. And then if he can't go, I think we could have a lot of fun if Aiden O'Connell plays. I think he can come in and shock the world. He looked really good in the preseason. If Hoyer plays ahead of him and O'Connell comes in or Hoyer can control the ground game, make some third-down throws, I think the Raiders have a chance. 
Now, I didn't say puncher's chance. I didn't say it'd be a miracle if they won. The Chargers are so screwed up that they give you every opportunity they can to keep you in the game. And as I told you this year, I picked the Chargers to get to the playoffs. Eventually, they're going to figure this out. Eventually, everybody's going to be healthy. It won't be Mike Williams is gone for the year. Derwin James has a hamstring. You know, J.C. Jackson is inactive. One of these days, the Chargers are going to get this right. And if they do with Herbert, they're going to be really, really good. On paper, going into this game, they have some problems. It's injuries. They got a lot of players on the injury report. Austin Eckler, Derwin James. You look at what's going to happen with Bosa and Mack. They're very good players. I think the Raiders can handle them to the point to be in the game. But Justin Herbert is so bleeping good that if he gets on a roll, this is the team he wants to roll on. Forget about the Vikings last week and the Titans and whoever he's playing. He wants to beat the Raiders because it's the only possible way for the Chargers to chip away at the Raider brand in Los Angeles. Very important point here. The Chargers came to L.A. dead on arrival. They got nothing. They got nothing in L.A. Nobody is interested in this product at all. But they have an elite quarterback. Very elite. He could change that. Billboards, playoff wins, run to a Super Bowl, and can build the fan base in L.A. He's the only hope that they have. And eventually he might get this thing right. But coming into this game, the head coach, Brandon Staley, who I call boy blunder because he goes for it on every fourth down, he lets you stay in games. They make mistakes, and I think the Raiders can exploit and make some mistakes and still be in this game late. Not not, not like the Buffalo Bills game. You make a mistake or two, you're toast. You play Kansas City at Arrowhead or Allegiant Stadium, you screw up in the first quarter and give up that 72-yard touchdown that we saw, pick and throw, you're done. You're not coming back from Mahomes if you screw up. The Chargers, you you give up a touchdown, they give you one back. You know, there's things that can happen, special teams in this game. And that leads me to the final point here. We need some Raider fans to shake themselves off, man. You know, we need some Raider fans to find a way to get behind the team even though they are really pissed off. I talked to Cisco today and the guys over at the Black Hole. They are personified the perfect Raider fans. They are more angry than all of you, all of you listening, but they're together. They're together. They're not going and feeding the media on social media, the sewer of Twitter and everything else, and saying, sky is falling, fire the coach, do this, do that, oh my God, the season's over. No, these guys in the black hole, many of them are more invested than you. Not all of you. There have been some fans who, in their 70s and 80s who listen to the show and people that have gone to more games. But the black hole and other pockets of Raider fans are not feeding the negativity They're trying to say, hey, man, this is our love. This is our passion. We need to win this game. Let's get through this game. And then the schedule opens up nicely. You got the Bears. You got Zach Wilson and the Jets. You got the Giants. You got Mac Jones and the Patriots. You got the Packers who lost last night and had, I think, 28 total yards. Total yards in the first half. They're all lined up like bowling pins. They're all lined up. For the Raiders to take them out, if the Raiders prove they can play better. If the Raiders aren't going to win a game unless they play better. We know that. We know they have to play at their best. I sat down with the coach yesterday, and he said, we're not playing our best football. And he detailed it. Fans don't want to hear that. They just want to win. I get it. I understand the seat I'm in. You want to win. 
So for those who want to win, let's talk about how to win this game. But it's very foggy to me. How do you win the game without Jimmy Garoppolo? Because if you don't think you can win the game with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, then it's tough to see through the fog and find the end of the year and find a playoff push or a wild card push. I get that. So I think everybody should be behind Garoppolo, hoping that he plays in this game. If it turns out he doesn't play in that game, we'll see what happens. And then if Jimmy's not cleared to play in this game, he'll obviously be cleared to play Monday Night Football, and he'll be able to play on this run where I think the Raiders can win three in a row or at least two out of three and stabilize the schedule and get back into this thing because the rest of the league feels like a train wreck. I mean, someone's going to lose the Bills-Dolphin game. If the Dolphins lose, they got a loss. If the Bills lose, they have two losses in the division. Joe Burrow and Cincinnati are in big-time trouble. And then you look around the rest. Denver's not relevant anymore. We get a chance to beat Denver again. There's some things that can happen if the Raiders can navigate through Los Angeles and come back and play on Monday night football at home and put together a really good performance. So, again... As I told you when I opened up the show, my misery index is at a zero. Is at a zero. I'm not buying into the negativity. I know the reality of it. What do you think I'm doing here? I know the reality of it. But what I think I do better than anyone is I try to raise up the energy level and intensity. Not the stats and the knowledge. and the, I just try to do my job for two bleeping hours a day. And when they ask me to host a podcast or a TV show, come in prepared, come in fired up with energy and passion to try to help the Raiders win. I don't catch the ball. I don't block. I'm just trying to do a job here and take an enormous fan base, a notorious fan base, and say, man, don't eat yourselves from within. This ain't a zombie movie where you start knocking the guy down next to you. It's supposed to be the Raider Nation united and doing this and helping the team out. You might not like a certain aspect of the team, the quarterback, the coach, somewhere along the line. Who cares? You want the team to win. You want them to win at all costs. This is your life. You're a Raider fan. Act like it. Get behind the team. And if the thing goes south or the thing doesn't turn around here in the next couple of weeks, my misery index will not be at a zero. It'll probably be at a three or a four. And then then I'll I'll come in here every day and my wife will say, slap me before I slap me in the face. Wake me up. But we're not there yet. There's an opportunity to beat the Chargers, man. Okay, this is not Dan Fouts and Winslow's Chargers with Junior Seau. This is not an elite team, but they have the chance to pummel you if they get hot. And it's the job of Patrick Graham and Josh McDaniels to pitch a good game. Not a perfect game, not a no-hitter, but they have to be better. The coach has got to be better with the offensive play calling. It's got to be more unique. It's got to be more electric. It's got to be more fierce and energetic, period. And then on the defense, the defense has got to wake up and be like Max. You're not as good as Max. Pretend to be Max Crosby. Pretend that you're Max Crosby when you put your eye black on and you put your socks on and your cleats. Pretend that you're Max Crosby for 60 bleeping minutes. Follow Max Crosby into football war. Follow that soldier. He'll get you there, but do your job. This team isn't doing their job. They're not lined up right. They're not doing anything right. They're not exploding into holes and knocking people backwards. They're not playing violently at the level that the Steelers and the Bills play at and the Browns. They're not playing at that level. Something's holding them back. They got to let it go. Let it go. Go have fun. 
Go have fun. Be excited to play in front of your fans in L.A. And get to 2-2. Two and two. Get to 2-2. Two and two. You get to 2-2, two and two, man, that looks a lot different. 1-3, and three, eh, you know, it's a tough game. But then you got, as I said, a run of games coming up that could get you to 500 and put you in the middle of the pack, somewhere in the middle of the pack. Not at the top of the pack, but somewhere there. So is this a make-or-break game? You know, I'm not going to say a make-or-break game, but I'm going to say it's pretty damn close. It's pretty damn close that this is a make-or-break game. Because if the Raiders can't go into L.A. with a make-or-break game mentality, then why are they going to L.A.? Put everything behind you and go to a place that you own. Your fans are there. You know you're going to dominate that fan base. You know you're going to be there and have an advantage. And again, the Raider fans aren't going to come down and play tight end, but they're going to be there and they're going to have your back. And I want to send a message to L.A. and the fans that listen. We see the amount of people who listen in Oakland and L.A. Do it for us in Vegas. Go there like a scene out of Mad Max in Thunderdome. Park your cars, raise your flags in SoFi, and sound off like the Raider Nation. That's the monologue brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Let's get this thing going. Okay? It's fixable. If everybody's healthy, if everybody gets rolling, this thing could get going. I'm not saying going to the Super Bowl, but we are hosting the Super Bowl. And we need some positivity coming into this season here and this team to be in a position to be better. Play better. Play a good game. Don't disappear for a quarter or a half. Play a full football game and we'll see what happens. Raider Dave in Denver. Start us off, Dave. How are you? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I think that's one of the best opens you've ever had. I just wanted to go ahead and challenge Raider Nation to come up with one thing that says, what's going to turn your vitriol into positivity? Is it getting to 2-2? Two and two? Is it being on the, on the top side of 500 halfway through the season? Is it making it to the playoffs? Is it a Super Bowl? What positive thing is it going to take to turn the vitriol around and get positive in Raider Nation so we're not infighting and blasting each other uh, on social media on the radio, and I am so fired up for this team. I've been fired up for this team for a long time. Devontae Adams, when was the last time Raiders had the number one receiver in the NFL? I think he's better than Jefferson. I think he's more knowledgeable than Jefferson. I think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL, and it really doesn't matter who is going to be throwing to him. The guy can get open at 5 yards, 15 yards, and 50 yards. Somebody's going to be able to hit him. I watched a lot of what these Chargers were doing these last few games. They look slow and plodding. Maybe that's because they played a fast team like Miami, but the Raiders have more team speed now than they've had in years. And getting the run game going, having Josh Jacobs do over 100 yards, gets me back on the happy side of this because I think when that happens, the Raiders are on their way. So you're right, having a great chance at another three games because the gauntlet comes after that, when they play the Lions and the Chiefs and a whole bunch of other teams in the mid part of the season. But Raider Nation unite, JT's got it right. But what is it going to take for you to go ahead and call in and say what it takes to make it positive for you this season? Yep, thanks for the call, Dave. I mean, you're a diehard fan out in Denver, and you would love to be here every week for the Raider games in Vegas or on the road. Again, I don't think there's any fairy dust, magic dust that's going to have them win the game and all of that. I just think on a radio station for the flagship of the team, 
uh, we should assume some certain things until we see that they just can't do it. I'm assuming they're going to play better football. I'm assuming that Jimmy G is going to turn it over less. I'm hoping, I'm not assuming, that Josh Jacobs wakes up and plays at a higher level because he's got a contract on deck. Okay, so everyone says, why don't you pay him for all this money? <laughs> okay, this, he's got to play for some money now, and he, he's got to get rolling, and the offensive line's got to be better. Everybody's just got to play with more energy and intensity, get to the ball quicker, and be more violent. They have to play more violent as football players. The way I talked to today, Phil Villapiano, and I talked to George Atkinson the day before. Those guys played at a violent level. It was life or death for them on every down. We need to see that on television. We need to see that coming through the face masks of these players on defense. And hopefully Marcus Peters and Robert Spillane and Trayvon Merrig and some of these guys have a great game. And they jump in and they play well. All right, that's the monologue. Uh, Chris Matthews will join us from 8 News Now. We'll talk to him about everything happening in town. Golden Knights have started. He covers the Raiders. They have great team coverage. They carry more Raider games on 8 News Now than anyone else. We'll get Chris's perspective. My uh, conversation with Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour. We're brought to you by La Casa Cigars in Tivoli Village. I'm definitely there. I'm getting a cigar and a beverage. La Casa Cigars, Tivoli Village. Because there's no comps. It's out of New York. There's not a local promoter. It's that tough. Maybe Chris Matthews from 8 News Now will bring me in and this is plus one. Chris, maybe you have access to sneak me in the back of the sphere. How are you? I'm doing well, JT. I'll tell you what, if I had a ticket plus one, you and I'd be right there. But, uh, well, that is a tough ticket. But it, how exciting is that, though, to have that thing going on uh, starting now and then just how fantastic people around the uh, – the world have seen that sphere and the pictures and how sharp they are and what they can do. I'm driving to work last night and there's a gigantic pumpkin, carved pumpkin, <laughs> getting ready for Halloween. It's incredible. You got a great view from that from your office and your studio to see that. And it's just incredible that it starts tonight. This, Chris, you and I have been friends for a while. We're going to the fight together. I'll see you at the fight before I get to that. There's always an activation in Vegas. Something's coming. Formula One, the Super Bowl, the Sphere, Derek Stevens open up Circa, Resorts World opens up. There's always something in this town that's about to open. Next is Fountain Blue. Just crazy what's happening since we've been out here together. Uh, and it seems like every single weekend. In fact, I was doing a story yesterday on how busy a few weeks when, when you work. Here's what we're going to have in a couple of weeks or JT. It's crazy. You're going to have the Raiders at home taking on New England. You're going to have NASCAR out there at the Speedway mm-hmm. with its big race. You're going to have the Shriners. The top PGA golfers are going to be rolling through Las Vegas. Uh, the day before that, on Saturday, you're going to have the Golden Ice playing. It, this city is nonstop fun. It's, there's always something happening, lots of fun. Oh, and by the way, if the Aces make it to the finals, they'll be playing that yeah, weekend. If the, so yeah, if it's the, just crazy. Yeah, if the Aces, and they should be and will be in the finals on top of all that, I mean, Vegas is going to be on fire. You heard Josh McDaniels today. I don't want to say he didn't sound optimistic or not on Jimmy G, who's still in protocol. I'm just going to assume he's going to get through it, and if not, we'll find out on Sunday. You got your pregame show with Ron and you're going to be doing what you're doing here, and I'm going to be anchoring the pregame show for the Raiders. I think Jimmy has to go. If he's allowed to go, he plays. He doesn't have a lot of practice this week. And the best shot for the Raiders to win is in a bounce-back game with Jimmy Garoppolo. How do you see a win? Yeah, that's what I think. I may got to have – I think Jimmy G's got to play. Although, I'll tell you what, G, listening to the press conference mm-hmm. today with uh, uh, Josh McDaniels, you kind of got a sense 
that he's he, he's kind of like, I, I want to say a little frustrated now. Before it was, well, he's going through the protocol, mm. we'll find out. But you could almost sense today it's like, oh, man, these tests. Hopefully he can make it back. We don't know, but, but he'll find out. Then You know, prior to Sunday we'll know. Uh, maybe later today or Saturday. It just I kind of got a sense that he's just a little disappointed with how things are, obviously, with his number one quarterback, but just how it's kind of stretched out. You know, there was the, the injury first to Jacoby Myers, and he had to sit out with a concussion. Now with uh, Garoppolo. But, yeah, you need Garoppolo, he, a chance to beat this team. I'll tell you what, there's a huge difference when you think about these two teams, the Chargers and the Raiders, both going into the game at one and two, gigantic difference, Coming out of there two and two or one and three. That's how big this game is. Yeah, Chris. Chris Matthews joins us. Eight news now. You nailed it. That's it. One and three is a bad start for anybody. Uh, this year, there's a couple of teams shocking Minnesota 0 and three. Cincinnati was 0 and two. They got a win. But for the Raiders, they can't afford to fall too far behind early. But the schedule does get, I think, a little bit more manageable in the next three games after that. But this could be a momentum builder. That's all I've talked about this week. I think they're due to play better. I hope. They're due to play a better game, a full game. And if they win this game, I think the message from Josh McDaniels to the locker room and the momentum they have not playing till the following Monday could really spark this team. Well, when you think about it also, here's an opportunity. We talk about hopefully Garoppolo is ready to go. This, this pass defense for the Chargers is, uh, you know, I hate to use the word terrible, but it's last in the league. Pass defense of the Chargers, last in the league. Overall, their defense is, I think, 30th in the league. So here's a team that, that, that Garoppolo can really, you know, get Devontae go and throw some, spray a few passes over to Renfro, use the tight end, Michael uh, Mayer. Just, this, this seems like a great opportunity if the Raiders can, can catch him here with that poor secondary. But who knows? Now, I don't know if they're expecting uh, uh, J.C. Jackson to be back mm-hmm. in the lineup, but the Chargers, you know, cornerback, they paid a ton of money to a few years ago. So he may be back. Here's what I like, J.T. You know, you've talked about this before. <laughs> I'm with you 100%. When they have Brandon Staley on that side calling plays, I'll take Josh McDaniels on the other side any day. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Staley's the defensive guy, <laughs> and he overruns everybody on fourth down. But this is what's interesting about that. I'm happy you brought that up, Chris. They go for it on fourth down. And I didn't ask the coach this year because I asked him it twice last year. It's, it's kind of beaten up a topic already. He knows that when the defense comes out on the field and Herbert's got the ball, say, midfield, 45 on each side of midfield, it's four down. They're not punting. Yeah. So you know you got to tell Max, and Max knows it, and the other guys – they're not coming off the field. They can get stopped on second down, third down. They're going to need two more downs, third and fourth, to get six yards. They're going. That puts a lot of pressure on a defense, knowing that as they're preparing in practice, that this is it's going to always be four down territory. Yeah, and I wonder the big question going into this game also is uh, Austin Eckler with that high ankle sprain. Is he going to play? I mean, he's been such a such a huge part of that Chargers offense that uh, if he doesn't play, that's another opportunity for the Raiders. Well, here's another thing when you think about this, JT. Justin Herbert, as phenomenal as he's been, that offensive line hasn't protected him all that well. He's been sacked seven times mm-hmm. in, 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 through these first three games. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Raiders can get to Justin Herbert and cause some, cause some problems there. You know, it seems like Chandler Jones, I mean, not Chandler Jones, but Max Crosby, mm-hmm. Always plays well against the Chargers, he so does. I kind of expect him to have another another big game. But watch out for for Keenan Allen. That guy's just unbelievable against the 
The Raiders, he's always played well. So that, that guy's coming off a big game. But it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited when you think about what's on the line this Sunday. I'm, I'm excited to be with you at the fight. Canelo's fighting, and it's amazing. Remember when Canelo was the only show in town at times or a fight, right, De La Hoya? It'd be a fight. There was no sphere. There was no Allegiant Stadium. There wasn't <laughs> anything happening. A fight was everything. Now we're going to we're gonna fit the fight in together. This is a tough test for Canelo. Because he's going up against a fighter in Charlo, who I think is going to look a lot bigger than him. This is his legacy fight. He's got three belts coming in to Canelo's four. A lot on the line, and I think this is going to be a better fight than expected. At least I hope. Because Canelo, the Triple G fights that you and I were at were really competitive and very close. I thought Triple G won two out of three. Canelo won two out of three with the draw. I just hope we get deep into this fight in the 10th or 11th round. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You mentioned it, all those belts on the line, the WBA, WBC, IVF, it just goes on and on, WBO, all those, all those uh, super middleweight title belts are on the line. Going to be, now, they weighed in earlier. The ceremonial weigh-in mm-hmm. will be at this afternoon, but they weighed in earlier. Each weighing in at exactly the same weight, 167.4, so the fight's on. Everybody's excited. Should be a lot of fun. Big 12-round, uh, these championship fights, you know, JT, you and I have been to a lot of these. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like a big championship fight with all the belts on the line. Uh, the, the city is just nuts. The, the, the electricity in the air as you walk into to T-Mobile mm-hmm. tomorrow. It'll be, it'll be a fantastic evening right here. I think it's going to be a, an exciting fight. They both have power. Um, I, I talked to Jim Lampley a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity. I know you interviewed him, yeah. I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was such a – one of the highlights of my career, I had a chance to sit down with uh, about three other guys at this dinner over at uh, the Bellagio – sat right next to Jim and talked to him about his career, his broadcasting career, what he's teaching at North Carolina, and, and talked to him about the fights. And he's excited about this fight here. Of course, he's doing some work with PPV.com, PayPerView.com, PPV.com. So yeah, I, I'm excited about the fight. I think it's going to be a phone. I look forward to seeing you there. And lastly, the Rebels got some mojo going here as they get ready for a game. And the opportunity to be at home and play the rest of the schedule out. I think they dodged the early part of the year. They always seem to have injuries at quarterback. But what have you learned from Coach Odom and what's happening with the Rebels here? Good momentum early still in the season. That's something to get excited about. That really is. And when you think about it, if you started the season and say, hey, guess what? Through non-conference, the Rebels will be 3-1 and one, mm-hmm. having to go to Michigan. You would take that any day. Any day. They, they beat Vanderbilt here at home. They, they're coming off another win. They they open the season with the win. The only loss they've had so far is the second-ranked Michigan at Ann Arbor. So now they come home and take on Hawaii. Oh, it was interesting, by the way, is uh, the defensive coordinator for the University of Hawaii was talking about you know Barry Odom and his, and his team and, and how this is a nice rivalry, which it is. Vegas is the ninth island. So it's always a big, big game. He says, and yeah, we'll have more fans than, uh, than UNLV fans, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> and so he kind of hit a little nerve right there, a little, throw a little shade on the Rebel fans and, and the Rebs. And Barry Odom says, well, if that's the case, then he came back on uh, and said, if that's the case, I'm not doing my job. So it's going to be fun tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium, and he's got a he's got a thing going that my Mayaba, the quarterback, Jaden Mayaba, is just a uh, young kid, a redshirt freshman from Liberty High School right here in Las Vegas, and if Doug Brumfield is still coming off that injury, those sore ribs and such, you may see this kid again. So it's 
uh, he, he's got something going, which is fun for the first time in years and years. You kind of get excited about that UNLV football program. Yeah, he's done everything right. There's not a lot of defense being played. The Rebels have given up 136 points and Hawaii 164. So I think there'll be some fireworks here and the best defense will win. So, Chris, we covered it all. Hopefully the Raiders get a win on Sunday, but I'll see you Saturday night at the fight. Thank you very much, JT. Looking forward to it. You got it, buddy. There he is, Chris Matthews, 8 News, now the dean of the newsmen that we have here. we got a bunch of newsmen uh, that come on the show. Always good to talk to Chris. He's every other Friday in our grid. We switch him off with Vic Tafer, and we'll have Vic on next week to gear up for Monday Night Football, which I'm really excited about. Just win Wendy. I can count on Wendy to, to get us going here. How are you, Wendy? Good to see you last week. I'm great, JT. It's good to talk to you, too, and I'm excited about the game this weekend. I always give myself a couple of days to come down from whatever happened, and, you know, I had a kind of a depressing couple of days, and I saw you on Sunday night, too, and now we're headed for the next game. And that's what you got to be when you're a sports fan. you got to be the fan of your team. you got to stand up and say, hey, I want them to do the best. And whenever I walk in the stadium, no matter what stadium it is, I want the Raiders to win. I never root for anybody not to win. Mm -hmm. So please, get those players going. Get those coaches going. I don't want to see any defenders walking out, walking around on the field looking confused. There shouldn't be five guys on one guy who catches the ball. Those guys got to catch that ball. They got to get down. And and I want to see some interceptions and some turnovers. And I definitely want to see Jimmy G throw into Hunter and to Tay, of course. Mm -hmm. And let's get let's get a win this weekend. There's no reason why we can't root for our team every week and then criticize. We can criticize them for a couple oh, of yeah. days, but let's go Raiders. Thank you, Wendy. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you. And it'll be nice to see you Monday night for the Packer game coming up. Interesting schedule that the Raiders are playing two teams back to back that are going into their bye week. So that's what's interesting. The Chargers. That's high motivation. I've been doing this a while. When you know you're going into your bye week like the Chargers are. You want that win because you can actually on your bye week go to Costa Rica. You're allowed to leave. You don't have to report. You're on your bye week. Now, when you play on Thursday night like the Packers and they play on Monday, so the Raiders, they're going to have nine days off before they play the Raiders, that's not vacation. They have a day or two off on the front end of it and their mandatory Tuesday off, but they're at work. The Chargers literally after this game are going to their private jets and their cars and they're going on vacation. They're done. They're off for a week, and that's going to be motivation for them to leave with a victory. They'll be miserable if they're 1-3, and and they lose to the Raiders in the division at home on top of it. And the Raider fans that get to L.A., I tweeted out my video yesterday of me in the last game ever at San Diego. I like tweeting that out only once a year now. I ran that pretty hard. (laughs) I ran the logistics and the numbers on that pretty hard over the years. But my point is when you win that game, when you win that game in San Diego and you do it in front of Raider fans, it just feels better. And the Raider fans at SoFi are going to be out in full force. And they're going to be into the game. We were just there for the Rams game. And that was a fun opportunity, the Raiders-Rams preseason game. And to see the deep parts of the parking lot, SoFi is weird. It's really bizarre because the parking lot is one of the most enormous footprints I've ever seen. Getting into Inglewood and out of Inglewood is a disaster And you don't go in there in a festive mood because it's a pain in the ass getting in. So Raider fans have a big footprint in all those parking lots. They're building the new arena, the big new arena for the Clippers. You got Hollywood Park there. You got the Forum. Very historic piece of land. 
and the Raiders have won there before. Hopefully they can do it again. Uh, we're brought to you by the 872 Laborers, led by Tommy White. They build the city for sports, these arenas, these roads, on time and on budget. Thanks to Tommy White and the 872. Uh, next hour, right at the top, my conversation with head coach Josh McDaniels. I'm excited. I, I saw you 2 one of the earliest shows they ever played, ever, in the United States at Stony Brook University. So I'll, I'll, I'll get you the exact date on that, which I was there. I saw them at the Nassau Coliseum on their first tour. So I go back a long way with you 2 seeing some great shows over the years. So I'm excited for them tonight. I hope everything goes off without a hitch. We have a lot of complainers in Vegas. They complain. They complain, well, I sat behind this obstructed little leaf or uh, there was traffic. No, no complaining. We got the sphere in you 2 That is a cause for celebration tonight. And that Max Crosby play was from September 11th, 2022. Mad Max has showed up in this rivalry. Josh McDaniels earlier today talked about the fact that Max did not practice yesterday. Yeah, just, I mean, same thing. We have a number of guys I'd say are, you know, Three games in, dealing with some bumps and bruises and, and those kind of things. Um, I don't ever want to try to minimize them or put a timeline on anything. You know, uh, They're all working as hard as they can to get back out there as soon as possible. So I'm uh, just trying to be smart with some of them. Um, you know, I, I feel like there's some guys that are, you know, would do better with a little bit of rest and, and not you know, go out there and run around. I mean, he was out there Wednesday and you know, just kind of uh, making smart decisions here with some of our guys. Right, no problem with that. If Max gets a day or if they don't have to wear him out, that's fine. It'll be interesting to see if Austin Eckler returns here and what the situation's going to be with him with that high ankle sprain. You're running back. There's been a lot of – we're forgetting about Austin Eckler, who's had a great career against the Raiders. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs is off to a slow start. You look around the league at the running back position – it is not a glory time for this position. The, the, a lot of these guys are fighting to play week in and week out and stay healthy. Vince in North Las Vegas. Go ahead, Vince. You're up next. What's happening? JT, what's going on, baby? How you doing? All good. Thank you. All good. Uh, I was listening to your radio show, and I uh, heard Raider Dave ask, like, you know, it is a bunch of negativity going on. And his question was where he's asking Raider Nation what's it going to take for us to be happy. Well, I wanted to answer the uh, Yo Raider Dave. I just want to say, here's what it's going to take. It's going to take uh, a, it's going to take some wins. It's going to take some execution. How about it's going to take a playoff berth, not even in a playoff win. You know, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take uh, Raider Nation to show up to Allegiant Stadium instead of seeing 80 percent. Uh, terrible towels waving in our stadium. That's what it's going to take for us to be happy because I think it's not just negative. I don't want to say it's negativity going around in the nation, JT. It's just Raider Nation is burnt out. And when you're seeing all this happen, it's just adding insult to injury. So that's all I wanted to say, man. Keep doing what you're doing yeah. and uh, catch you later. Yeah, I know there's some fans that aren't happy. There's a, a number of fans that aren't happy, and they can choose not to come. You know, they can choose not to do this. A lot of those fans live on social media and Twitter and are negative and they're out of market or they're in market and they, they want to be constantly negative about this. And you have the right to do that, especially if you're a paying customer. You know, the paying customer topic, somewhere down the road, I hope to teach a class on this at UNLV about what's happening in this window in the history of Vegas with the stadium because I live it, I work for the team, and I'm a season ticket holder. I walk, I walk the stadium before the game on the field Modelo Cantina Club for the post game. My seats are in the Twitch Lounge. I got buddies at the Torch. I know what's going on there. And what it's going to take is the Raiders to win more games so fans who own the tickets don't sell them. And they sell them blindly. 
That's what this topic's all about. I got tickets if I'm selling them or if I'm, I don't really do sell them because my wife and son sit in them. But will you consciously sell your tickets to a Raider fan? Or if you can make $18 more, you're going to sell them to a Packer fan. I can't stop you from doing that. I know what I would do, and I know what everybody should do. But, again, it's out of my control. I'm pro-Vegas. People want to come here. People want to live here. Property values go up. Right? Life's good here. Other than six weeks when we bake like potatoes at 115. <laughs> Look at the weather today. I got in the pool before the show. I'm getting in after the show. Life is good in Vegas. Let's just win some more football games at Allegiant Stadium and on the road. How does that sound? Head coach Josh McDaniels, what he told me about this rivalry and this game coming up next.